Sup, everybody? How y'all doing? Doing all right? All right, well, I'm gonna go ahead and jump into it. Catherine reminded me I only have 20 minutes, so I wanna make sure I stay in my time, because I want y'all to invite me back. I got 30? Oh, okay, I'm gonna get into it then. All right, here we go. I wouldn't even go open my Bible. No, I was just playing. All right. Let me pray for us. Dear Lord, we just thank you for this time in your word. And we pray that you'll open up our eyes so that we can see what you want us to see. Open up our hearts so that we can receive. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Um, My name is Jonathan. Um, Been married for 12 years. Jamie. And uh, we have seven children. Just in case if you're wondering, my oldest is 10. And then it goes down from there. All right? So from 10... (laughs) 10 all down. So I got seven kids, one on the way. I come from a family of 10, so I know about trusting Jesus, amen, <laughs> and depending on the Lord, amen. <laughs> uh, but tonight, today, I want to try to think about something real quick, and I want to start off with this, this illustration. You guys probably heard of this illustration before. There was this guy, right, walking on a tightrope, and when, before he started walking, he asked a crowd that was watching him, do you believe I can walk across? They said, yeah, you can do it. He said, all right, I guess I'll do it then. Walked across, came back. He decided to up the ante. He got a blindfold and he said, do you guys still think I can do this? They said, yeah, you can do it. Blindfolded himself, walked across, then walked back. The crowd was going crazy. He got a wheelbarrow. He said, do you guys think I can do it? They said, yeah, you can do it. He said, okay, somebody jump in. Everybody got quiet. You know, that reminds me of how we can be in church sometimes. We'll hear the pastor preach. The pastor say, can God change your life? Yeah, God can change my life. Can God make you holy? Yeah, God can make me holy. Can God use you to make disciples? Yes, I believe God can use me to make disciples. And the pastor said, well, let's go and do it. And we get quiet. Now, we'll keep saying amen, but with our lives. See, one of the problems I truly believe that we're seeing in our time today Nobody wants to move. Everybody want to sit still and listen and hear and think and contemplate. I'm pretty sure all of you got your mindset on what you believe in on this doctrine and what you believe in that doctrine and where you stand politically on this issue and what you think about this and all of this talking, but nobody is moving. Can I tell you that God did not create us just to take in information? God just did not create us to take in information and think about it and contemplate it, but God wants everything that we learn in church, everything that we learn in our small groups, everything that we learn with each other, He wants it to be lived out in our lives. We have to move. Well, see, a lot of us, whether we realize it or not, we get stuck in one of these groups, and maybe you can identify yourself with one of these groups. Some of us in here, we're too busy looking back. We're too busy looking up. Or some of us, we don't, we're not moving forward. We're looking back. We're looking up. 
or we're not looking forward. In this text that we're about to look at today, very familiar passage in the book of Exodus, very familiar story. We're going to look at a group of people who are just now finding their identity in a relationship with the Lord, but they came up on a hard situation that they stopped moving. It caused them to stop moving. And today, what I want us to do, and at the end of this message, if you agree with me, not only with your amens. Now, I, I know that we, we, we probably got a few Presbyterians in here, but I, I need folk to talk back to me now. That's what I'm talking about. I need, some, I, need, I need you to talk back to me now. And I, know, I, know, I know a few Presbyterians, and, and they, they, they know how to say amen, too. And, and some Baptist folk in here, oh, y'all, I need y'all to talk to me. See, in, in, in the black church, when you talk to the preacher, it makes them preach quicker. All right? So, so okay, I'm almost done with that one. <laughs> So I want you to ask yourself, what, what, what category am, am I in? In the book of Exodus, chapter 14, we're, we're going to look at um, this group of, of people. We all know the story. Um, it's the group of the, the Israelites when they was first being formed into a nation, and God has just done a miraculous work in their lives by giving them freedom. <laughs> he gave them freedom. But as soon as they experienced this freedom, trouble was on the horizon. And can I tell you that just because you enter into a relationship with the Lord doesn't mean everything is going to be okay. It doesn't mean everything is supposed to be smooth. I know we hear that a lot nowadays, preaching from the pulpit. It's all about your favor. It's all about your next season. Oh, you look good, baby. Oh, you, I just can't wait to see what God wants to do for you. I know we hear that a lot, but can I tell you that God is not interested as much in our happiness as much as He's interested in our holiness. He wants us to be holy. He wants us to move with Him. And see, in the text that we're going to look at right here, we, we see, look at uh, Exodus 14. Exodus 14, chapter 14, verse 10. I want y'all to notice something. The text says, as Pharaoh approached the Israelites, they looked up and saw Egyptians coming after them. Then the Israelites were terrified and cried out to the Lord for help. If you're going to move forward, there's two things you need to address and one thing you need to do. The first thing you need to address is your convenience to look back. Always looking back. In the text where we're looking at, we see the Israelites, they were happy, they were joyful, they were excited because they just found new freedom and they were going to a land to worship God. And on their way to go to the land to worship God, they set up camp. And while they were setting up camp, they looked up and the past that they was trying to leave behind was catching up with them. And they were afraid. <laughs> See, one of the reasons why we look back is because, watch this, we are afraid of the conflict that we see coming. <laughs> 
See, notice this. They were looking back, and the conflict hasn't met them yet, but they see the possibility of the conflict, and they already mad. <laughs> they already scared. They already afraid. Now, notice this. The Egyptians haven't made it to them yet. They see them coming, and they already afraid. There's some of you right now, the reason why it's hard for you to move forward with the Lord and move forward in Christ is because you afraid of rubbing somebody the wrong way. You afraid of sticking out like a sore thumb. You afraid of the conflict that hasn't happened yet. <laughs> so what do you do? When you get around certain people, you put Christ away. When you get around certain people, you want to make sure it's, they, they know it's cool. Oh, you can, you, can, you can be like that around me. I'm not one of them folk. One of them folk? What, what do you mean you're not one of them? You're a Christian. We belong to Christ. You're supposed to stick up for me like I'm supposed to stick up for you. A lot of times we spend so much time apologizing for believing in the Lord, we don't ever stand up for the Lord. We got to apologize for what we believe in. Everybody else in the world can talk about whatever they want to talk about. If a man want to be a woman, he can talk about it. If a woman want to be a man, she can talk about it. If a boy want to be a girl, they can, everybody can post and talk about it. But if I post, Jesus love you, now everybody mad. And we are hide Christ because we are afraid of the conflict that we might experience in the world. Can I tell y'all, y'all do know, for those of you that, that, that know this story, um, Jesus, God could have took Israelites another direction. He had a more direct route to where he wanted them to go. He said, no, but I want them to go this direction. Why? He says, because if they face the, the Palestines, he said, watch this, he said, they're going to turn around. <laughs> He said, but I, I, want, I want them to go in front of this sea in this land. <laughs> now watch this. They were going to face conflict not, regardless. He said, but this type of conflict is going to bring a different type of glory. <laughs> See, the place where they were camped at, that place was known for people worshiping the deities of the sea god. <laughs> The sea god, you can look at it and you can check it out for yourself, but people would worship it. And there was, there was people who would think that there was a lord of the north, and God wanted to show everybody around there and the Egyptians that when he placed the Israelites in that spot, he said, I'm going to show everybody that I am the god of this sea. And so there's some of you right now, you're afraid of conflict that haven't even got to you yet. Not allowing God to show people in your life that he's the God of your life. See, watch this. They were afraid of the conflict, and they was afraid of change. Notice that when you read on down in the text, it says they were afraid, then they turned around and started getting mad at Moses. They said, man, why you bring us out here? Wasn't enough graves for us in Egypt to die? Now, I want y'all to get what's going on. If you read a few chapters earlier, the people was crying for God for deliverance. There was crying for God to hear them. There was crying for God to change their situation. God brought change. Now, all of a sudden, because of some conflict that they think they're about to experience, they haven't experienced it, but they just see it. They see it afar off. They turn around and start getting mad at Moses. 
I want to ask y'all a question. Uh, the, the same people that you prayed to help you out, now all of a sudden stuff is seeming like it's starting to be trouble in your life. Are you getting mad at the folk that just helped you out? See, they, they was getting mad at Moses. They said, Moses, was it enough grace for us in Egypt to die that you bring us out here? In other words, watch this. The reason why we look back sometimes is not only because we're afraid of conflict, but we're afraid of change. Notice this. They start doing a compare and contrast. They say, well, we can serve Egyptians, but we'll be alive. We got our freedom, but we're about to die. We will be alive in Egypt under all that pressure, under all that stress, but we got our freedom, but it seems like we're about to experience some conflict that we do not want to experience. Can I tell you, one of the greatest tricks of the enemy is to get you to think that you was better off in sin, get you to think that you was better off in bondage, get you to think that you was better off broken than you are in Christ. He don't want you to think about all the craziness that you went through when you was in bondage. Now that you got freedom in Christ and you're about to experience a little struggle, some of you right now, you said, man, shoot, I was better off before I went to church, man. Now I got to read the Bible and I got to do all this other stuff. And man, did, did you forget how crazy your life really was? When, when God told you to leave that boyfriend alone? You ain't got to say man, just blink. It's about about to get real tight now. (laughs) When God told you to leave him alone, the only time he called you or texted you, one o'clock, two o'clock in the morning, that's the only time you tell you. Any other time, he ain't got nothing else to say to you. He don't even speak to you when y'all walk by. Oh, don't clap too loud, lady, because y'all the same way. Oh, now I got some help. Not the same way. But, but everybody can, can be crazy. And God told you to leave that relationship alone, to leave those people alone, and now you've been walking with Christ for a week, now you've been walking with Christ for a month, or maybe a year, or a few years, and now you're starting to see some trouble that ain't even got to you yet, and you're starting to say to yourself, I was better off living the life I was living before I came to Christ. That's crazy. That's crazy. See, anytime you say to yourself, I'm better off being happy in bondage than suffering for Christ, you're in a bad spot. Why? Because if you live in this world, you're going to have trouble. The Bible said it. Job said, man that's born of a woman, man and woman that's born of a woman is of a few days and full of trouble. So it doesn't matter if you're saved, if you're lost, it doesn't matter if you're born again or if you're not born again. Can I tell you that if you live in this world, you are going to experience trouble. And I don't know about you, but if I'm going to experience trouble, then I might as well have the king of peace right by my side. If I'm going to experience trouble, I might as well have the king of the universe right next to me. If I want to experience trouble, you're going to go through it anyway. Let me move quicker. So check this out. They look back because they was afraid of the conflict. They haven't got to them yet. They look back because, watch this, they was afraid of change. And can I tell you, if you don't hear anything else, I want you to know this. The life that you have in Christ is far greater than any life you can have anywhere else. The life that you have in Jesus 
You may suffer for a little while, but there's a reward attached to it. You may suffer and may go through. It might be hard, but there's a reward. And sometimes you don't see the reward. You might not see it until glory. You might not see everything right now. So check this out. You got people who look back, then you got the, the, the people that look up. So watch this. I want y'all to get. So here's the tricky part about the second group. See, they was looking back. Moses told them, hey, y'all stop looking back. God is going to do it. Moses told them, y'all stop looking back. God is going to fix it. Moses told them, y'all stop looking back. God is going to do it. And then he went to God and said, God, what are we going to do? <laughs> now, how do I know that? Some of y'all said, Jonathan, I don't see that in the text. But if you look at verse 15, the Lord said to Moses, why are you crying to me? So, so what you, what you, what you got to do is, you know, you shouldn't do it too often, but sometimes you got to read in between the line. It don't say, and Moses talked to God. We just hear what God say to Moses. Now, in verse 14, Moses just said, the Lord will fight for you. And in verse 15, God is saying, why are you talking to me? That don't make sense. Moses is looking up. Real quick, just, just a side note real quick. Y'all don't got to pay me for this one. Can, can I tell you, this is a side note. For, for all you who, who, who love to say amen and clap in church and all that other stuff, can I tell you, reality will set in once you start going through trouble if you really believe what you're talking about. Reality will set in if you really believe what you're talking about. <laughs> See, like my brother said, I, I got seven children and one on the way. And I've always said, God is a provider. I've always said that. I had child number one, I said it proud and loud. Child number two, I said it loud and proud and loud. Child number four and five, I said, okay, God, I really need to stay right here. Don't go anywhere, God. <laughs> God, what I'm going to do? And see, life will show you, if you walk around, try, listen, you don't have to pretend you're somewhere where you're not. And see, Moses, listen to me now, Moses, he crying to God, he's looking up and saying, God, what are we going to do? I don't know what he said because the text doesn't say it, but we can imagine because the Lord said, why are you crying to me? So obviously he was pleading, obviously he was begging, obviously he was scared. He said, I got all these people out here in the wilderness, they're about to kill me. God, did you really tell me to do this? God, do you really want me here? He said, why are you looking up? Why are you crying? Notice what he says to him: tell the Israelites to break camp. You know what God was telling Moses? He said, why are you talking to me when I already told you what to do? Why are you crying to me when I told you what to do? See, can I tell y'all the reason why some of us are not moving? Because we spend too much time praying about what God already told you to do. <laughs> You're praying about it. Why are you praying? Well, God, do you really want me to? Go and evangelize. I want to be a vessel unto you. Use me, oh God. Why are you praying? Just go do it. (laughs) 
and we pray about stuff that God has already shown us in his word. We pray about stuff that God has already shown us through our relationships with other people. God has already revealed to us what he wants us to do. How do we know that? Because then the Bible says in Romans chapter 12, verses 1 and 2, that when you offer yourself as a living sacrifice and you're not conformed and your mind is changed, it says that he will show you his perfect and good, acceptable will to you in your life. That means if you've been walking with God and talking with God and God has been changing your life and God has been breaking bondages off of your life and God has been doing things in your life, there is no question about what he needs for you to do. It's already there. I said, there's some of you right now, you spend your time. And here's the tricky part about the second group. You look spiritual, but you're really just being rebellious. See, you look spiritual. I said it too, brother. I said, ouch. I said it too. Because we look spiritual. Praying. Let me pray about it. Somebody asks you, hey, man, let's go do it. Well, let me pray about it. Somebody asks you, hey, let's, let's go serve. You might be a good singer. Let's go, let's go serve in the worship team, let, musician, whatever the case may be. And you'll say, let me go pray about it. Can I tell you, and this is Dr. Henry Karamadan. He, this is what he, he tell me all the time. Go until God stop you. Go until God stop you. And see, God told Moses, he says, why... Are you crying to me? Just obey me. And some of you in here, what you need to hear is not pray about it. You just need to go. Go do it. Last but not least, I want you to get this. See, some of us, we got problems looking back. You don't want to let your old life go, but you have to let it go if you're going to move forward in Christ. Some of you, you spend too much time praying. Praying, praying. Now, ain't nothing wrong with prayer. We're supposed to go to the throne of grace. We're supposed to give God our cares. We're supposed to give him our cares. But the things he's already told us to do, like he instructed Moses, we should already be doing <laughs> and already going. Last but not least, we got to move forward in confidence. Y'all look at this, and I, I'm going I'm to I'm close. That's a... Baptist clothes. I'm a close. Verse 16, he says, as for you, lift up your staff, stretch out your hand over the sea, and divide it so that the Israelites can go through the sea on dry ground. He said, move forward in confidence. Now, how, how can we move forward in confidence? Because we know it's God that's doing the work. I love what it says in the Word of God. He said, it is God that both will and encourages you to do good. It ain't you doing it anyway. Stop giving yourself so much credit. Give yourself too much credit. Because, see, if you, if you give yourself credit for the good that you're doing, watch this. You're not going to be able to get over the bad you sometimes do. Because you give yourself too much credit. You got to say, this is in the hands of God. 
I'm going to move forward, and God, I'm going to watch you do the great things that need to be done. I'm going to preach the gospel, and I'm not going to worry about if somebody accepts, if somebody denies. I'm just going to preach the gospel. Why? Because the Bible says when my word goes out, it will not return void, but it will do everything I set it out to do. It will accomplish its goal. You just need to speak it. The word of God, not what you want. I want to make sure I make that clear. The Word of God. I just need to go out and share the gospel. So, I think I'm about done on time. And so, so check this out. Are you looking back? Are you looking up? Or are you moving forward? Which one are you doing? Which one will you do? If you're here today and you say, well, Pastor Johnson, man, that sounds good. All that sounds good. All right, well, every Saturday, and I just want to say this and then I can pray if you don't mind real quick. Every, every Saturday, me and, me, and, me and Dr. K, I love Dr. K. Don't y'all love Dr. K? I love, I call him Dr. K, Dr. Him. That's my, that's my guy. That's my guy. Yeah, that's my guy. Jonathan, we have to go. All right, man, I got you, man. I got you. All right. Hey, what? Well, turns out. Every Saturday, me and him, we're going right into the projects at Ember Willow Homes. We're sharing the gospel. He's pushing me out of my comfort zone. I want to push you out of yours. And if that's something that you want to do, you can get with me, and um, we can put this to the test. Because one thing to preach it, it's another thing to hear it, it's another thing to do it. So some of you that's been looking up and praying, God, I don't know what to do. I just gave you something to do. And then we'll pray. Amen? Amen. 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 Let's pray. Dear Lord, um, Father, we just thank you for speaking to us today. Now, Lord, we pray that the seed of your word will produce a harvest in our lives that's pleasing to you. We talked about some challenging things, and um, we can't do it without you. So, Father, I pray that everything that was said today was received in grace and love. But I pray that it will convict, challenge, and change every last one of us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 Thank you, guys. Appreciate it. Thank you.